Welcome, I'm Ryan Hicks, and this is Modern Business, the podcast to learn from franchise business leaders and explore new business technology. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. Thanks for being here, and welcome to Modern Business. Welcome back, everybody, to Modern Business Podcast. Thank you all for joining us for another fantastic episode. Uh, I am coming to you live from the Fishman Public Relations office. Very happy to be back. There's not really a whole lot of other people here, but it is nice to have some semblance of normalcy. Uh, thank you all to uh, thank you to all of the folks who had a chance to come join us in Dallas last week for one of our franchise tailgates. Uh, and uh, and obviously braving the elements uh, that were the rain sleet uh, and 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 all that was uh, entailed in Dallas on a very random April night that they decided to that the heavens decided to rain down on us for a little bit. Uh, but it's always good to see some familiar faces uh, and to be able to share some drinks with you all. There are going to be a couple other franchise tailgates that are going to be sprinkled throughout the next couple months. Our next one being in Scottsdale on May 13th. Uh, at the Valley Ho Hotel. Uh, and then also we are going to be having the, the another event at the Arts Hotel in Denver on June 9th. So be sure to go to FranchiseTailgate.com if you're looking to learn a little bit more about how to register for those events. Additionally, uh, I'm sure that you guys have probably seen on Facebook, LinkedIn, or anywhere uh, that you're scrolling online through our through our little PPC ads, but Springboard is happening live and in person again this year. So please go to FranchiseSpringboard.com to register and to learn a little bit more about this really awesome conference. Uh, it is a personal favorite of mine, and that's not just because I'm biased. I think it's really the perfect blend of networking and learning. So we would really love to see any of our emerging franchisor friends that are on here that are looking to learn a little bit more about how to navigate this crazy franchise space. Please go to FranchiseSpringboard.com. Or uh, if you are a little bit more of an advanced franchisor and you're looking to speak and give back to the community, we would also love to hear from you as well. Lastly, um, Ryan and I have announced this on a couple different podcasts, but uh, we do have an exciting announcement to make, and I will make it again. Uh, we are going to be going on the road once again, similar to what we did in summer 2019. Uh, no, folks, there will not be an RV bus with our faces on the back of it this time. However, um, we are going to be flying from city to city, uh, and we are going to be interviewing a lot of our awesome franchise folks uh, over the course of uh most parts of June. So June 7th to June 24th, we are going to be on the road coming to a city near you on the West Coast. So if anybody is in Phoenix, Denver, Salt Lake City slash Park City, uh, LA slash Orange County, or you are in Denver, we would love to hear from you. Uh, and, and, and in addition to that, Las Vegas, I apologize, folks. Um, please let us know if you would like us to come into your offices and we, you would like us to interview you, if you'd like us to have us outside, if you prefer that. Um, we are more than happy to do whatever. Ryan and I are vaccinated and ready to rock. So please let us know um, if you're interested in doing that, and we can send you the dates of when we will be in each place. All right, everybody. Uh, I have a really awesome guest on with us today. Um, it's a brand I actually grew up with. Uh, it was somebody, uh, my dear friend, Kim Ellis, shout out to her, uh, is somebody that has been involved in my life for many, many years. And she was the steward of this brand for a long time on the development side. Uh, it is my pleasure uh, to have the CEO uh, of Snippets on with us. I have Jason Bacher. Jason, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, we're really happy to have you too. Uh, really looking forward to uh, learning a little bit more about the brand. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, 
I have obviously um, grown up with this brand through, you know, our, uh, our lovely family friend, Kim. So really excited to learn yeah. a little bit more about it from you. Uh, first, just to frame up the conversation here, you know, tell us a little bit about the founding story of Snippets and then how you personally got involved. Right, right. Yeah, happy to do that. Um, well, you know, the genesis of, of Snippets really starts with our, our founder, Joanna Masalis who uh, opened the first snippets back in the Boston area right around 1995. Um, you know, it's, it's a historic location for us that, that still exists today outside of Framingham. Um, you know, Joanna envisioned a place for children and parents to set off on a fun, safe, you know, entertaining haircut adventure, if you will. Um, the place where, you know, the moment you enter there is a deliberate sequence of steps that a family goes through to set the child at ease, reduce anxiety, and you know give parents confidence, I guess, that the stylists serving them on any given day are professionally trained and ready to you know provide the best possible experience. You know So this is all really supported by the unique branding that we have with our SNPs character, um, the in salon entertainment that we have a prize box that we call the magic box, you know, so that when a child completes their haircut adventure, they, they go up to the magic box and get a prize. Um, so, you know, when you walk into a snippets, you, you know, you're not just walking into a, a, some budget hair salon. You're, you're really being treated uh, like a member of our family and really kind of set off on this really cool adventure. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think that that, you know, being able to have that fusion of all those things are some differentiators that we'll get into a little bit later. You know, based off of the background that I've looked into with you, you know, you wouldn't think, you wouldn't really draw the correlation between snippets and and yourself. And so I'm excited and kind of, uh, I'm I'm interested to hear, you know, how you got involved in this awesome brand. Yeah. um, You know, well, again, the, the company moved to Minnesota back in 2009 um, had some change in ownership and structure around the 2018 time period. Um, in the fall of 2019, uh, through some connections and uh, referrals with you know mutual friends and colleagues in the industry, I, w- I was approached by one of the managing partners here to gauge my interest in in leading snippets through the next phase of their growth. Um, you know, what is interesting is that I had no prior experience in franchising or the salon industry for that matter, from an operational standpoint. Um, I had, I had had some experience in marketing and advertising, uh, with franchises and, and various co-op groups, um, specific to the salon industry, as well as other franchises. Um, you know, so some mm-hmm. may be surprised to hear that, that I, that I don't have franchise experience that, that I'm drawing from, but it's really not surprising to me um, and to those in our Snippets orbit because, you know, Snippets has always been a bit Um, Mm non-traditional. Much of their success has been because when others in the space zig, Snippets tends to zag, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So so I came to Snippets with, you know, 17 years of experience primarily in the advertising and marketing industry. Um, helping lead and manage the, you know, the agencies that I worked for. Um, my most recent position prior to joining Snippets was as the as the head of U.S. media for a large global recruitment consultancy, right? Where we we help some of the largest brands in the world uh, build their talent attraction strategy, which 
you know, is, is really a hot button issue right now for all the, all of our franchisees, um, is recruiting. Right. And so, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to shaping that for this, this company as well, because it's a, it's a difficult, um, uh, thing to navigate, especially now post COVID or as we're dealing with COVID. So, mm-hmm. but in general, you know, I, I, th- I think snippets ownership is looking for a fresh perspective on how that, on how my experience, you know, could help shape the future of snippets from a national branding standpoint, we're off, you know, and also by offering some, you know, tactical strategies, I think for our salons and how to recruit and retain the best, not only franchisees, um, in the industry, but stylists in the industry as well. Absolutely. I think that that's, it's definitely interesting to kind of see the correlation and, you know, where, you know, where you can help immediately, where it might be a little bit non-traditional and that you didn't have experience in franchising before. I think that sometimes that can also be a good thing because you're not really hung up on the old ways of some of the folks in the franchise space that have jumped from, you know, CEO job to CEO job. So it is kind of a fascinating outlook and perspective that you have that others may not. And so Mm -hmm. um, it is interesting to kind of see that. And, you know, just kind of, now that you've had a little bit of time under your belt now as the CEO, I know that it was a treacherous year, but a year in that, that you've really had a chance to spend some time being, you know, the, the, the chief executive of, uh, of the brand here, you know, what are some of the obvious differentiators that you're seeing, you know, that really make snippets different than the others? I know that you mentioned a couple earlier, but is there anything else that you want to mention as it relates to differentiating from others in the children's salon space specifically? Uh, Cause I know that you guys really were at the, at the forefront of that movement a lot earlier than many others. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you touched on the first thing I was, I was going to say on that is that, you know, besides our, our long history now, 25, 25 years this year, as a matter of fact, we're celebrating our 25 year anniversary. Um, you know, I think the, the strongest, you know, brand attributes we have as an organization is our, our dedication to the communities that we serve. Um, there's a real sense of family in our salons, uh, that I was really just blown away by when I first started with snippets. Um, you know, we've been seeing generations of families come through our salons, which, you know, is really cool to see, you know, uh, children coming through our salons, having kids and then seeing their, their kids come through our salons. Um, so despite being a national franchise, you know, our customers, I think very much feel like we are their local salon. Um, this isn't something you can fake, um, and only time and, and consist- consistency of, uh, you know, of good service can really build that. Um, you know, another thing too, that, that sets us apart from others in the space is that our, our specialized training to our customers um, involves those with special needs, specific, uh, specifically kids with autism. Um, hmm. April is Autism Aware- uh, Awareness Month, and we make a, a concerted effort to bring attention to the needs of, of, of children with sensus, sensory uh, sensitivities. And so all month long, uh, during the month of April, we wear blue and decorate our salons in the color blue all month long to, you know, to show our love and support for our customers with autism. So, you know, I, I think it's for these reasons, you know, that prospective entrepreneurs are, are drawn to snippets franchise opportunities in, in part because we're more than just a place to get a haircut. You know, we, we exist to make a positive difference really in the lives of all the children uh, that come through our salons. 
I love that. It's a great mission. Um, I think that it's something, it, it's important to stand for something more than business and be ingrained in the local community in some such way and, you know, carry right. that flag, so to speak, with with something that's important and near and dear to the brand itself. So I definitely yeah. commend you guys in, in doing that because it's certainly not easy. And I know it takes a lot of nuance to ensure that people feel, you know, to hire people that feel comfortable doing that because it is a burden, but I think in the long run, it does make the work that you do each and every day so much more impactful and so much more than just the simple services you provide. Right. So yep, I think that, that there's something to be said about that. Before we continue, I want to take a break to talk about my friends from Scorpion. It's an obvious fact that customers are spending more and more time online than ever before, especially with the pandemic. With social media, Google search, YouTube, apps, mobile versus desktop, email, everything in between. People just seem to have way more places that they have to try and acquire customers. And it's just definitely not that easy. Marketing seems to have just gotten way more disconnected. And there's just spreadsheets upon spreadsheets for absolutely everything. With Scorpion, you have the ability to get rid of all of those pains and go to a digital marketing company that helps franchise brands and their franchisees get out of the weeds of digital marketing. With an awesome combo of technology and best-in-class people, Scorpion connects all of your marketing dots to provide clear, personalized plans that are measured against the one thing your franchisees care most about, revenue growth. Finally, a cohesive brand-approved strategy for all of your franchisees that ties together uh, everything and everything and tells a clear story about business growth and what your franchisees need to do to reach and exceed their goals. Best of all, no more spreadsheets. To learn a little bit more about Scorpion, please go to scorpion.co slash mb. That's scorpion.co slash mb. Um, you know, going down that route of 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 operations, because I know that there is quite a quite a few things that you guys have obviously had to deal with in terms of people feeling feeling comfortable and actually coming into the locations themselves and on an employment standpoint, you know, and I know that you kind of speaking to this experience um that you have previously to this with this type of plan. You know, is there anything that you guys have been doing that has really made the employee feel you know, comfortable about actually coming into the locations at all, some type of tool or some type of initiative that you've started just due to your background, just kind of curious, just based off of what you've done in the past. Yeah, are, are you talking uh, in relation to the coronavirus pandemic? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. the coronavirus pandemic. And then in addition to that, um, you know, just any types of technology or anything that you use in order to ensure that they, number one, felt safe, but also number two, um, it's a really specialized business. And so I'd have to imagine that there's quite yeah. a few things that you have to train them up on um, that may have been kind of hard during during the pandemic because you just weren't in person with them. So, Yeah, I mean, well, keep in mind, um, I was seven weeks into this job when the pandemic hit. Yes. Um, total, you know, total uh, shock and um, panic, you know, set in, I think, for all of us as well as everyone else in this industry and other industries too. Um, there, you know, there is no playbook for this. Um, so we had to write it, you know, as we went. And, um, that was, that was a challenge to say the least. You know, I think I, um, I definitely got a, um, uh, PhD in crisis management <laughs> on mm -hmm. the job, um, when that happened. But, you know, I, I do think the, the pandemic has changed the salon industry in, in two distinct ways. Um, the first is the way we all bring customers into our salons and how they expect to interact with us in scheduling a service, right? Um, 
And number two is worker safety, which you kind of touched on earlier. You know, what are we doing for stylists? But the the first really speaks to how technology is used to book service. You know, prior to the pandemic, we operated on a walk-in model with technology that supported an online check-in list prior to arrival, um, should a family decide to use that. So the, the pandemic brought about, you know, obviously reduced capacity restrictions and and the closure of our waiting areas. Um, we could no longer have a lobby full of excited, you know, kids running around on a Saturday morning. We had to be really methodical on how we processed a customer in and out of our salon for their safety and for the safety of our team members, which is is difficult for us because we're all about the experience in our salons. We, like I said before, we take them through a a, a scripted, if you will, um, process, you know, to, to really engage them and, and make them feel welcomed and, and make them a part of this haircut adventure. So a pivot had to be made, um, to eliminate walk-ins and, and modify our online check-in. Um, and we did so by, um, implementing a same day, uh, appointment or select a time slot feature. Um, I hate to use the word appointment because it's, it, it's still kind of a, uh, a time range. Um, but mm-hmm. it allowed for more flexibility and convenience for our, for our customers to, to pick a time frame later in the day, um, and, and come and come in so that it kind of fit their schedule a little bit better. So it, it put, it put a greater emphasis on how we communicated with our staff. And, and in addition to that, we, you know, ramped up our efforts with text messaging, which we had already been doing to some degree, but this really kind of accelerated the the need for us to rely more on text messaging to get people in safely to our salon. So these were technologies, again, that um, we were able to roll out relatively quickly because we had been, you know, kind of dabbling in them, you know, before the pandemic struck. So, um, and in regards to staff, I mean, every effort was made to definitely train them on this new, on this new process, right. Um, and making them comfortable, uh, uh, teaching them how to interact with the customer in a different way behind a mask, uh, which is difficult with kids when they can't see your face. Um, a lot of kids are scared to get their haircuts as it is. And so, you know, efforts were made to really show that smile, um, even through a mask to, you know, to give that customer and that family peace of mind. Yeah. So, you you know, I'm I'm curious, I want to stay with something quickly because I think that it definitely is important to keep, you know, to, to ensure that people have that peace of mind and things. And you mentioned something that I've heard that a lot of brands have been doing. So as a, as a long time marketer, you know, what, what have you guys really been using texting for? And why do you think that that's a really impactful evolution in your business today? You know, has it been using for upselling? Has it been used, you know, for trying to retain customers to trying to give them that peace of mind through telling them about the COVID protocols that you have, you know, I know that as somebody that has been a marketer for quite a long time in many different roles, you know, where is you, where have you seen that help your business in the past, in the past 12 months, just due to what's been going on in the world? Well, really it's just primarily been used for setting expectations and communication We're we're really not trying to use text messaging right now as a way to bombard our customers with, with marketing speak, 
if you will. I think mm-hmm. there's a time and a place for that. But right now, a customer just wants uh, communication um, on the device that they're using every day. So it's it, it's not so much uh, a nice to have. It, it it's a need to have. Um, mm-hmm. This is the way. This is this is our future. This is the way customers want to interact with us. And so, um, if you know, a lot of our text messaging is um, either through auto text or manual texting, really setting expectations about when their uh, haircut service is about to begin, confirming you know you know their place um, on the on the schedule, and then notifying them when it's safe to come into the salon. And then afterwards, there's basically, you know, a, a thank you text that goes out to them with a um, encouragement to leave us a review, to give us feedback, to let us know how we're doing, because we really look at those reviews and uh, analyze them and really look at ways that we can improve their experience. It, it's not a perfect science yet. There's still work to be done, but I think we're we're light years ahead already of where um, we had been before, and the pandemic really forced us to to really put effort behind that, you know, and to scrutinize that more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that definitely makes sense. And I think that staying with that, because, you know, it makes sense to ensure that you're using something like text messaging to give the people, you know, the peace of mind and to understand what to expect and to set those expectations. Um, right. I, I think that that's definitely a really easy way of doing that. You know, as a marketer, what are some of the innovative ways that you guys use in, in order to kind of, you know, either you're retaining those, you're retaining those really, really loyal customers, uh, kids that have been coming in there since their first haircut, you're trying to find more folks, you know, what are some of the exciting ways you guys have been using uh, to try and um, to try and actually bring in people to the locations themselves? Well, certainly, you know, we do know that, that offers, special offers drive uh, uh, customer retention. Um, they help us uh, maintain that customer retention. Um, new customer offers also help bring in new um, new clients into our system because we know that a fair number aged out during the last year. Um, and so there is a concerted effort right now to really attract new families to our salons to bring them in um, to, to make them comfortable with that. In terms of tactics and, and how that's all being done, we're we're not recreating the wheel. What what we're doing is we're really pouring our 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 efforts behind tactics that we know are going to work um, in the in the digital space right now because that's really where where things are are at because there's so few community engagement or grassroots type events that we can be a part of. Uh, our focus is primar- uh, primarily with digital, u- utilizing our, you know, our email lists that we have, um, utilizing Facebook and Instagram, um, as well as other online marketing activity, you know, through Google and and uh, paid programmatic and and things of that nature. So um, hmm. there's 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 future plans. Uh, again, going back to text messaging, when the time is right, um, as our customers begin to get used to receiving marketing messages from us via text, you know, we'll start to roll out more of that on, on mobile. Um, mm-hmm. But we're, we're, we're walking before we run with that. If that makes sense. I understand. It absolutely yep. does. Absolutely does. So yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I mean, so much of our prior work and uh, marketing really was at the grassroots, you know, level doing, you know, event marketing, doing 
um, uh, e- event type things or partnerships with uh, other re- other similar children's retailers or working with schools. Um, all of that stuff is is kind of been put on the back burner until that stuff begins to come back. You know, I I, I believe we'll be back to that when when uh, you know when the conditions improve enough for us to do that because that's that's really where we. Um, had a lot of success before and, and we can't wait to get back to that community engagement. Yeah. I, th- I think that there's, um, there's a lot to be done in terms of, you know, figuring out how to speak to these people because it's going to have to be different than how we were speaking to them before, before the pandemic started. And so I think right. that it's just interesting that marketers are, you know, around the clock trying to figure out exactly what that balance is. And so I think that we still won't know until, um, we, we still probably won't know for, it'll be studied for many, many years after this in terms of, you know, consumer behavior to figure out what really changed just based off of this moment in history. So mm-hmm. there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot to be determined. Now, um, I want to pivot to franchise development because I know that that's something, you know, the brand historically, um, has, um, ha- had done really well with franchise development. And I know that you guys have been focusing on internal operations for a couple of years, uh, and now that you're being brought in, I know that your goal is to be able to ramp up franchise development once again. Um, talk about some of the attributes that you guys are looking for in a particular franchise candidate. Um, is there um, any type of correlation between a certain type of job or interest that somebody has that makes them successful in the snippets network? Yeah, no, uh, that's uh, that's an interesting question. And, you know, as an aside, you know, it, what's interesting is, you know, over the last 12 months, we've seen an actual, uh, a pretty healthy, um, uptick in those looking to open a franchise with us, which has been really, um, encouraging to see that, um, despite the business conditions out there, despite the, the, what the pandemic did to this industry, people are still interested in opening a hair salon because I, I think they realize the long-term potential with that. They know that this is going to pass, um, and they know that opening a hair salon is is a good business investment in the long term. Um, so that's been encouraging. But you know, in order for our system to grow and remain successful, you know, we know we need to look for those with you know a strong business and and, and financial background paired with really strong operational skills. And the pandemic has really proven that to us. Um, the, those that had both really strong finance backgrounds and operational skills fared way better, way better in our system than those who did not. So, you know, they need to be able to, you know, negotiate leases, hire um, a really strong staff um, that is really proven to be, be key here too, um, and obviously to keep overhead low, right? So we don't require or necessarily look for for people with a salon industry background. Um, we look for those who are strong business-minded professionals who want to, you know, operate multi-unit models and, and join an organization with a passion um, that we share, you know, in creating a, a fun and safe place, you know, for children and families. So obviously, you know, the, the corporate refugee is a good fit for us, but more so, future operators that have a passion for kid-based businesses. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that it's important to have that balance between the two of them. And I think it's, you know, no secret that your model certainly can be replicated if you have a really sophisticated operator um, right. in a really, in a really prominent way. And, but I also think that there's something to be said about somebody who has that desire to be in, in the business of making children happy, right. And making them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's, there, there's really an important um, distinction between people that are um, just looking to make that cash and people who are of course mm-hmm. passionate about it and want to make that cash. So I think that there's definitely right. something to be said about that. Now, um, as it relates to the real estate side of things, I'm sure that you guys, uh, you know, have had some opportunities and some things have arisen, um, just based off of the available real estate that's out there right now. Um, sure. has there been anything that you guys have done to change your model at all that, you know, just based off of what's available, just different types of boxes than the, in, than the typical inline retail that you guys do? Anything sophisticated that you guys have thought of or anything different that you've decided to change just to give it a shot, just because there's just some um, different type of real estate out there than, than typical right now in mass? Yeah, I mean, certain discussions are, are taking place on that. But, you know, as a franchise brand, you know, we, we haven't deviated too much yet in terms of, you know, what we advise business owners to look for when they're looking for space and and in terms of functionality and, and, and square footage, uh, due to the pandemic, you know, um, as a company, we, you know, we've begun, we've begun to move away from spaces with, with party rooms in favor of a, a slightly smaller footprint in, in our locations. You know, that, that's, a, that's a bit of a change from my, where I think we had been, um, as we kind of see this, this idea of party rooms in our salons, as, as probably not coming back as strong as, as we had hoped, um, that had already kind of been falling out of favor anyway, uh, prior to the pandemic. So I think we are going to be looking for, you know, uh, smaller footprint salons. Um, but again, like I said, this was happening before the pandemic, um, and, and it was due more to the economics uh, of it, um, and COVID just kind of, you know, accelerated that. So we're mindful though, that, you know, commercial real estate is undergoing a huge transformation right now. Um, complete centers are, are being turned over. Shopping malls are in the middle of a identity crisis, as we know. And uh, consumer shopping habits have probably changed in, in permanent ways as well, right? So um, our strategy with salon moves or or new salons that open is to really take advantage of lower rents that we know are out there uh, whenever that's possible and to position ourselves in areas where we know family shopping is going to continue, you know, for, for your essentials and other mm-hmm. kid-related businesses. Um, if, if we can be in those areas where, where we know those businesses are going to continue to operate and be strong for years to come, that's going to be a good fit for a snippet salon. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think it's a, I think it's a very, I think it's a reasonable point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my question on technology here, because I want to make sure that we cover this. Just overall, you guys have talked about a, quite a couple pieces of technology that you have. Um, sure. You know, based off of operations and marketing and and things of that nature. Um, any technology that you really feel is helping you guys to gain an edge that is uniquely snippets at all um, that has really helped to has really helped you guys to, you know, perform, uh, during the pandemic and even, and even after that. And, you know, as you start to make plans for the rest of this year, when things get back to normal a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, I think asking how, how we use it can be, you know, explained best with our online check 
check-in technology and our, our, our same-day uh, appointment technology where you're able to t- select a time slot for later in that day. Um, but what we had to do first, really, and, and what I feel a lot of organizations fail to do is is ask why we're using a particular technology. Um, you know, it's it's easy to become enamored with the with the latest shiny new object. Um, I've seen this in the past uh, with with organizations I've, I've worked for and have been a part of initiatives earlier in my career to introduce this new technology without really having a clear purpose, right? So we take a very utilitarian approach to it. You know, um, I will never allow snippets to go down a, a path uh, with technology without being clear. Um, on the problem that we're trying to solve for and, and how that technology will enhance the customer experience. So we very much take cues from our salons and the customers, to, you know, to help us, you know, and guide us in those decisions. So, you know, I think as long as we're following those guidelines and, and giving the customers what they expect in today's environment, um, that automatically gives us an edge. So uh, again, not creating the wheel, but just making sure that we're, using the best technology to address the right problems that exist. Um, Cause really I, I feel like the best technology is the technology we don't notice. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's the technology that just works and fits nicely into our everyday lives. Um, it's that's the technology, technology that makes you efficient. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's not to have the latest and greatest to show that off. It's about really trying to make the seamless um, process, you know, for the yes. customer and for yes. our teams. I agree. I agree. I think the technology yep. that makes the, I think the technology that creates consistency across the entire network, um, I think is, I think is the technology that works the best because it makes it seem effortless. I think that that is really, um, what I love to see. So yeah, definitely really yeah, you, good point there. Yeah, I mean, and with that, you know, keep in mind, you know, we don't have our heads in the sand when it comes to technology either. You know, I'm very much looking forward to the the evolution of AI and how um, that can play into either the the uh, online check-in process or the marketing process or how customers engage um, after their visit with us. You know, I think AI is going to play a, a huge role in this, and a lot of that is 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 already in development. Um, to some degree, we haven't totally tapped into it yet. Um, we, you know, we're taking a wait and see approach to see how uh, again it fits in. But I do think that AI is is going to be a, a big part of our future, as well as you know other you know salons and and, and other uh, companies in the in the personal service space. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely makes sense. And, yeah. You know, I guess, I guess kind of going along with that, with some things you have for the future, um, any other major initiatives that you have that you want to talk about for 2021 um, before we close out here? Yeah. I mean, uh, in general, I think our, our plans for 2021 are, are to explore a potential rebrand uh, of snippets uh, mm-hmm. to give us a, a bit of a refresh and, and really be more proactive in, in growing our, our national footprint. Um like I said before, we're, you know, we're fielding multiple inquiries per week uh, with, you know, potential future franchise owners. Um, we're working with some right now who are in the development stage and uh, we are, you know, positioning ourselves for new growth. So I do think that people are going to be seeing, seeing and, and, and hearing more 
from snippets in the very near f- near future. Yeah, yeah, no, I certainly agree, and I'm very much yeah. looking forward to seeing where things go. And uh, we obviously welcome you to the franchise space. What a year! What a first <laughs> year it was for you, my friend. But yes, um, it was. Yes, it was. But we're really, really excited to see what you uh, what you can do with this brand. It's something. It's a brand that's been around for obviously for 25 years, and so I'm uh, looking forward to seeing yeah. you know the impact that you make. And we really appreciate you coming on to Modern Business as well. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, we're all excited here, and uh, look forward to to more discussions with you. Absolutely. Well, folks, thanks again for listening to this really awesome episode. Jason, thank you. Where can folks go to learn a little bit more about Snippets? Visit snippets.com. Snippets.com. Uh, we have a a blog there, a, a press room there. Um, you can follow us on social media as well. Um, we're always providing updates on what we're doing, and, and we look forward to hearing from you as well. Absolutely. Well, folks, if you are interested in learning a little bit more, um, please go to snippets.com to check out um, this really awesome brand. Jason, thank you so much once again. And folks, thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you would like to listen to more episodes like this, please go to Modern Business without the E, that is M-O-D-R-N, business, anywhere they listen to podcasts and click subscribe. Thanks again, everybody, and have a wonderful rest of your day. 